1: And uh, the Daytona 500 this coming weekend. Dirk, everybody needs to get out of Quaker Steak and Lube on Sunday and enjoy uh, the Great American Race. We do have a pretty good party, if I do say so myself. Yeah. It's a great time. Uh, usually there's food specials. Uh, there's plenty of alcohol being flown around. There's some uh, cash prize options. Uh, you could take Chris's money, the owner of Quaker Stake and Lube. Uh, we certainly enjoy taking his money from time to time. Uh, yep. He's not a very good better. And, uh, and, and we've cleaned him out a couple of times.
2: Well, but that's not bad. <laughs> no, that's just in a pool. But
1: he puts up 100 bucks to
2: whoever is good enough to pick the winner of the uh, Daytona 500. And we have a tiebreaker and allow like five picks on each individual driver. Yeah. but uh, And, you
1: know, usually uh, guys like uh, Brad Keselowski are going to be pretty popular. Chase Elliott's pretty good at those uh, at, at the uh, – um, at, at the super speedways so there's popular guys and and we are we, we have to have a tiebreaker
2: well and, and i mean we had uh well when blaney won at phoenix at our phoenix party there were yep. only two people that took him yep so we had to go to our tiebreaker which was
1: caution flags if i remember right total number of cautions caution flag waves yep and so. i think somebody in that book picked one and then we had to inform them that stage breaks are cautions so there's automatically going to be two so just a tip for anybody coming out on Sunday. If that is the tiebreaker again, there is going to be at least two cautions in the race. Yep. And it's and, Daytona, uh, so there could be 25.
2: <laughs> and we do a few get-em-ups
1: on the cautions. Yeah. Got to do them. We're going to do them later with Adam Verbeck, I think. Here comes our high noon beers, by the way. Uh, anyways, we're down at Quaker Steak and Lube way back in December, uh, chatting with your Crawford County Speedway sport mod track champion cody olson the driver of the 777 also joining us on the show is the uh, now former announcer for crawford county speedway pj Petterson. Uh, appreciate you making the trek over to quaker steak and uh enjoying a little bit of food and uh, and helping
0: us out with these interviews yeah no problem and uh I, i'm just gonna say one thing as far as the daytona 500 party james roland might have beat me in the amount of uh all you can eat wings yeah. this year or this time because he did that at the Phoenix party. Right. This time, I'm coming for Oh, him. it's coming? I'm coming for
1: him. <laughs> I always love a good challenge. I think the loser has to do the triple atomic challenge.
0: I'd be okay with that. He was—he uh, started off an order ahead of me, and he actually got there after I did. So <laughs> I need to pick up the pace a little bit or something. That boy can eat. He's, uh, yes.
1: I, I've, I've camped with him a couple of times. That well, boy can eat.
0: Well, we, we've seen him up in the booth at Eagle, and we've no. seen what he comes back with from the concession stand. So yeah. I'll actually tell you everything you need to know. Yeah,
1: I, and all of a sudden I'm really missing uh, Eagle Raceway food. Anyways, oh, yeah. let's talk track championships. <laughs> uh, cozy, Cody, uh, congratulations on your championship uh it's been fun watching your race i watched you a couple of years when i was uh, doing announcing at Crawford County Speedway but more recently i just loved listening or watching your race i for some reason just that 777 rolls off the tongue so easily for me when i got to call your races when you would be racing over IID speedway for one of the big specials
3: yeah you know um it was actually a really cool way we got my number my dad uh, back in his old days when he went to go watch all the coops racing and stuff like that there's a hometown hero of his and uh that's how we got the triple seven number you know i raced go-karts for a while um and i was like always 57 or 41 um jerry jurgensen that used to race late models he would sponsor me the 41 number and that's kind of how i stuck with that and then we got to the big car and and uh we came up with the triple seven so it's it's definitely a unique number there ain't a whole lot out there unless you go to you know boone where you get about it you know everything there but uh yes it's definitely a unique number
4: well, I'm just
2: glad
0: you weren't a Jared Landers fan. <laughs> it's 777. That guy is not fun to interview. <laughs> so, Cody, i got to ask you right off the top. Um, obviously, you're a multi-time sport mod champion at Crawford County Speedway, Shelby County Speedway, wherever. Then you decided to step up to the Modifieds for a few years. This year kind of surprised everybody, and you went back to sport mods. The Modifieds was kind of a little feast or famine. All of a sudden, you come back out on a tear, 11 starts, 10 top fives, uh, 3 wins, what made you decide to go back to that sport mod? Uh,
3: I really sucked in the modified, if you ask my <laughs> personal opinion. So, um, you know, we destroyed that car at I-80 there at the last silver dollar nationals. So then, um, you know, at that point we had to buy a new new race car. So, um, you know, I thought to myself, I'm like, if we're going to buy an A mod or B mod again, you know, um, I might as well buy a B mod. Um, I live in Red Oak. So Josh Most down there with Edge Chassis, he's down there in, um, my wife is his cousin's uh, wife, so um, we're all, we see everybody at family functions and all that stuff, so I was just like, you know, his mod program goes really, really good, um, so I was just like, you know what, I'll just go back to something I kind of know. The mod deal, I just, like I said, I, I really struggled with that. I could never get the car to really feel like I wanted to, um, and, uh, you know, I'm not trying to make it all about it, but my budget for the mod deal was definitely a lot shorter than a lot of those other guys there, so um the b mod deal a lot simpler there's only you know 10 holes instead of 35 holes there's no pull bar you know all that stuff everything's a lot more simplified to me so i I understand it a little bit better i think no quick change yeah yeah all that (laughs) stuff you know I, i do miss the gear changing don't get me wrong but nowadays they got a single post lift so i just lift it up in my shop i pull the gear out and i put a new one in and it's not that big of a deal to me but um i do miss that the gear change part but yeah it just uh um, simplicity of it just was a lot easier for me, and you know i mean i don 't think it's no uh everybody knows that everybody 's struggling with modified right now at the racetrack, and I just didn 't really want to be stuck with all that modified stuff left over, so I was like you know if I can move it now and if i 'm going to buy something new anyways, you know I just might as well go back to a b mod and, and tr- sell what I can get
0: well yeah. and kind of building off of that too, it didn 't take you very long to find your way back to Vanwall equipment Victory Lane once you got back into that sport mod. did it kind of feel like like? I'm home and I'm back where I need to be.
3: Uh yeah, I did a little bit there, you know. Um we went out that first night and uh it was at Harlan, I believe, and I think we we're up to third or fourth and Jake was there and stuff and uh and it was going good until I got uh KO'd by Josh, but that's just how it goes, but
1: uh Wait a minute, you're Chassis Builder KO'd you? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Right. Well I went to high school. Yeah, I give
3: him a hard time about it all the time. You know, uh, I yeah. I think we raced twice with him. I beat him once and then he wrecked me once. So it's like I, I tell him all the time, I go, i got a fifty fifty shot of either wrecking or winning <laughs> against you. So um
1: it's probably better for his pocketbook if he just wrecks you.
3: Yeah, it is usually, but I, I'm pretty tight <laughs> on my pennies, man, so I don't I don't I don't spend a lot of I don't have to. But uh you know, it it did come back natural, I'd say, but uh I think there was a few, two or three weeks, you know, we were in at Harlan and, and Denison, you know, where we were a second place car multiple nights. And I was just like, man, is it ever going to come? Is it ever going to come? You know, and, you know, we raced against uh, Van Dyke up there on Friday nights. And um, it's just like his stuff was just as good as mine. It's just he got to the front quicker than I did. And I was just like, you know, I did, yeah, I, yeah. So it, it was good, I would say. You know, I I didn't. I thought it'd come quick, yes, but I didn't know if it'd come that quick. So,
2: Have you figured out where to mount the nitrous button yet?
3: Oh, man, I wish. <laughs> yeah, with that crate I got, you know, I need that nitrous button. That's for sure.
1: Uh, they always say that when you go from uh, a class like a modified or like a 360 to, a, to like a race saver or a sport modified that, Everything is so much slower when you go back down. Are you, did you oh, experience yeah. that too? Yeah,
3: 100%. Yeah, that modified is just super quick reacting, you know, and it, it was not forgiving at all. You In my sport mod, you know, it's like we're going down the straightaway Dennis, and it's just like, okay, where's the turn at here? Oh, here it is now. And it's just like the, the modified was just like, bam, instant, you know, you were there. And, and uh, yeah, it was definitely a lot slower by all means.
0: Yeah. So when – the start of the season. Were you planning on going for a championship, or were you kind of just wanting to settle back in, get some laps, get back into that sport mod groove?
3: Um, uh, I knew you were going to ask me this, and to be <laughs> honest with you, no. I, I've done the points racing deal. I have become a, a a real big Richard, if you know what I mean. So, um,
0: uh, I, th-
1: he, I, think he, <laughs> I think he means he's a dick. Yes, I Richard yeah. <laughs> yep. okay. if, Got you, it. if you ask my
3: wife, I'm a big dick when it comes <laughs> to <the> points <laughs> racing because because it gets down to it, and you, you need you, and you start you start looking at all the points and you start worrying about where you're running and it's like, anymore, I just want to win. So it's like, um, you know, I just become a real big dick and I d- just not fun to be around when I'm at the racetrack, you know, and she, know- and she gets the blunt end of that because she's with me 24-7. So um, I would say i didn't plan on doing the point deal and then i think van dyke had a bad night with the motor deal and then i got a phone call from somebody and and they were like hey you know you're like second in points right and i'm like no i'm not you know i think i had a, a couple bad weeks where they were at you know seventh or sixth place runs and you know tom was pretty dominant there, running you know winning almost every week if not second so then i was like well i didn't know that so i started looking and then i was like 10 points you know and and uh, I think he had a bad, that motor deal goes south and then he missed the whole night and then all of a sudden I'm in first and then it's just like, well, I guess we can keep rolling with it, you know? And um, I didn't plan on running them. I, I never really do. If I run the first two, three weeks and they're good, I'm probably point racing for the year. If it's not very good, I'm probably gonna go hop around a little bit.
0: Well, and it, you were talking about being addicted to your wife i've known her since she was a kid i ain't worried about that she will put you in your place like that (laughs) we we've all dealt with her mother we know where she comes from so i'm not worried about that
3: no she does she definitely i've you know i've thrown the helmet or thrown the steering wheel and she's just like you don't have to take it out on me and i'm like i know i you know it's just spur of the moment deal you know and uh um she does good she's with us every weekend you know she puts up with a lot it's not just a weekend deal it's a Monday through Friday, Friday you go to work, and then you're back at it Sunday washing the race car, you know. So, um, yeah, th- yeah. to answer your question, though, I, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't plan on doing it. I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy the points racing thing. Um, you know, Denison, I go there just because uh, my wife's uh, father or my father-in-law, uh, you know, he helps me. It's, and it's hard, just like you guys know, it's hard to find the help to go to the racetrack anymore so you know we go friday nights we go to denison and race there and then we stay at their house there in denison and then we trek up the road to uh, Harlan on saturday and race there so it's just a a little tour deal every friday saturday and and and, you know saturday we got you know rick and Kay, and then uh my wife helping you know so um it gets more as the weekend goes on but uh that's kind of why we do that swing and, and and stuff like that is because it's always been the help you know like i got cornings i mean 30 minutes up the road instead of you know, an hour and a half all the way to Denison. So, um, I mean, logistically, it'd probably be smart to run Corning, but um, just with the help and all that stuff I got these days, I I take advantage of that. So that's why we do the swing we do.
1: Talking with Cody Olson, driver of the 777
3: uh, around the uh, Southwest Iowa area.
1: You're a Crawford County Speedway Sport Mod Track champion. You kind of mentioned a little bit, went down to Shelby County Speedway a little bit this year. Uh, how'd you fare down there at SES? Uh,
3: my trailer broke one night heading to the racetrack, and it was a complete cluster to get it there and stuff like that. So we had a missed a miss the night there, and then um, there was a couple of DNFs here or there um, early in the year. So it, it didn't. I didn't points race there towards the end. I don't think I fared very well, but. Um, I was definitely trying after we knew, you know, that was going pretty good. But then all of a sudden we had a strain of bad luck kind of just with the trailer and, and the DNFs and stuff like that. And the DNFs just kill you so bad on that stuff. So it's just like um, it didn't go very good there. So um, hopefully uh, get back there this year, you know.
2: You running closed trailer or open? I
3: got an open trailer. I'm open trailer nation just because it's, uh, it's just uh, me and my wife on Sundays washing, you know, so it's easy to, you know, keep it. Tra- I just pull into the shop Saturday night. Um, I back it up Sunday night or Sunday morning, and then we just wash it all off, and then I roll back in the shop and unload it and then unhook the trailer and then, you know, do the maintenance for the week. So. Well.
2: I've never seen an open trailer catch
0: fire.
3: Yep, this is, this is true. <laughs> but I, I did break an axle going to uh, Harlan, Iowa, so that is possible on that one. But uh.
0: So this year you're one of two champions from Crawford County Speedway that had a – I'm sorry, last year – that had a major life change before the season too as you and Jake Sacco both became fathers. You right before the season, him during the season. Take us kind of through how that helped change your racing program as well because that's obviously a big life change.
3: Uh, it definitely changed my help on the shop during the week with my wife because, you know, she is definitely there with her, uh, you know, Monday through Friday. So it's it's more me time in the shop, which is fine. I, I totally get it, you know. I mean, there's sacrifices here and there. Um, it's definitely cool having her at the racetrack. I mean, you know, I got my first win with her there um, at Denison. Um, she was able to be in victory lane, so it was one that I'll definitely remember. Um, she... You know she does pretty good at the racetrack and everybody loves her you know we, we park by finish line on saturday nights and everybody that walks by just puts a smile on and you know likes her and stuff like and everything like that so um it's definitely been a life changer like you were talking before you know it's a lot more planning you know there's just no spur of the moment hey you, you know you want to go to the movies or you want to go to the casino or something like that and it's just like oh you know tinsley's here so you know we got, got her to look after which is fine
0: so one thing i've always wanted to know Does it also kind of change your perspective in the car as well as when you're not a father, you can race one way. Does it change how you race knowing that you have that little one there?
3: I think I still do just stupid shit in the race car, so I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't think it changes it one bit. You don't. Know, right, you don't ask. really have time to think about that. No, not at all. Nope. I definitely don't. Did dumb shit it, before. Yeah, still do dumb yeah, shit. And I, if you ask my wife, I'm sure she'll tell you the same thing. So she did nod her head. Yeah, she's she, so. yeah, she nodding her head right now. Yeah. So no, I. I think it's like anybody. You put a, a helmet on. I mean, obviously, some people put a helmet on. They're a completely different animal. But I put a helmet on. I, you know, same thing. We're all there to win the race, and that's what my main goal is. You know, so and that's why points racing is so hard for me because it's like, you know, you get down to where it's like you might be close on points. You know, it's like, oh, I'm I'm not here to ra- win the race anymore. I'm just here to you know run top five. It's just, and that's I don't want it to be that way. You know, so it's just hard. That's why points racing is so hard for me.
2: Well, I think the points are usually close enough that you can't do
3: that. Yep. Yep. And it is. You know, like the last night there, um, the, what was his name? Uh,
0: it was Brian Sullivan. Yeah, and, Sullivan. And uh, yep. you, you only beat him by 10 points. Yep, and it was Brian
3: Sullivan. And I had to figure it out to where I would have to break that night, and then he'd have to win. Mm-hmm. And then after it was all said and done, he ended up winning. And I think I ran, like, fourth. And I'm just like, so what if I would have broke that night and he would have won, you know? It, yeah. just, it was game over then, you know? So it's like you can never trust it um, because – you know, I've lost points races. I think I had Harlan one year. I can't remember the exact year, but it was probably uh, 13 or 14. I think I had that seven or eight point lead, and it was over Allen Hop, and um, we had like four or five laps to go, and some uh, car smoked the wall, came down into the right rear, and then uh, sheared the drive flange off, and I was done, and I lost by, like, three points. So it's like it's never over until it's over, and that's the thing with points racing. That just stresses me out all the time about
0: well, it. Well, and, and if you look at the last few years, <coughs> uh, Buddy Ray Jones wins his championship, and he actually didn't have it locked up going into last night, but he had a pretty, pretty good lead. Yep. Um, last year, some guy I've never heard of named Sacco <laughs> just had him licked before the end of the season. This year was actually – pretty tight between you and the boogeyman this yep. year so
3: yeah and it, and, it, and i think the last three or four weeks it was just like i ran like first or second maybe third and it's just like every time i look he he i think there's a couple weeks there he finished in front of me and he gained a couple points but then it was like the last two or three weeks it's just like i get the tech and he'd be one right behind me and it's like i would gain a point on him and then another point it's just like man I, I wish these were 10 points because it'd be a lot easier but um when i when we were doing it you know it was just a point at a time and i'm just like Man, it's it's hard to make a lot of ground up with just a point at a time. i not not ground up, but get a bigger lead, and it's just and then that's when it becomes stressful too.
2: Which, well, yeah, but it, a point per position is great for being able to keep track of points. Yep, yeah, oh yeah, totally. Back yep. when I first started doing this, Sunset Speedway did their points like NASCAR Cup did. Oh, okay, yep. <laughs> first to second was five points, five points, five points, and third to fourth was four points, four points, yep. four point. Oh man, I mean confusing right, right enough,
4: away. Yep.
0: <laughs> well, and not, not only that, but I know, like, as announcers, as fans, we love seeing that where, okay, it's close, a point here, point there. That's really got to be a grind on you guys as drivers, though.
3: Oh, yeah, no, and, that's, and that's where I become become the dick, you know, because it's just like <laughs> the smallest thing can just, you know, lose it for you. And you, and like you guys know, I mean, a lot of us spend hours in the shop all week long, you know, like I work from I, – I live in Red Oak, so I got to drive an hour to work every day, and – uh drive an hour back. So by the time I get home, it's 530. So I'm up at 430. I'm home by 530. I'm usually out in the shop till, you know, 738. And I'm usually trying to spend time with my daughter too and give her time and make sure that's all fair. Give her a fair life, you know, and then it's right back out to the shop till 930, 10. And then I'm back up again at 430 to go to work. And it, you know, so it's just like, it's a, it's a 60 hour job a week. And then we go race Friday, Saturday. So um you can see probably why you know a point here a point there gets really tested you know test your patience towards the end of the year you know so
1: kind of takes a little bit of the win away when you're like yes i got the win and you turn to look and you're like i only got one point <laughs> Come it, on. it,
3: that's exactly right because <laughs> that's how it was you know and it's just like man i won and it's just like oh he finished second it's like really it's just like and he came on there towards the end you know brian did i mean i've raced with him um i think for a point i raced the points championship with him uh, over at Harlan, and uh I think he came down to the last night, and I think he had two points up on me, and then I ended up smoking a car and and one and two and went to the back, and I ended up coming back through the field and ended up winning and beating him by, like, four points, you know. So um, I'm sure he's not super happy with me, you know, because every time (laughs) I've I've raced with him, I've won like that. But uh, um, it's it's always been close with me and him and me and Brian, you know. So and his stuff's been super good this year, you know. I mean, he's on a crate too. I've been on a crate all year, you know. So. I think other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of other crates there, really.
0: Well, and looking at the stats, you, got, you guys both had 11 starts. You guys both had 10 top fives. What really won it for you, he only had one trip to Vanwall Equipment Victory Lane where you had three. Yep. And that really was the telltale. Plus, I, I, if I remember correctly, I think there was one other night where he had a really bad night. Yep. And you were either right in the top ten or just outside top top five or right outside the top five yep. and those two right there is what really got it yeah
3: me. i think there was one night i finished like seventh or eighth kind of deal and but there wasn't hardly any cars that night you know which helped me There, i think there's only 10 or something like that yeah um so that helped me on, on that circumstance there but uh yeah like i said he's he's been good and and stuff like that um but i have so we you know I ain't, I ain't knocking you know our stuff's still been pretty good by all means you know for just getting back into it i think i mean
1: Talking with Cody Olson, driver of the 777, your 2023 Crawford County Speedway track champion. Uh, Make sure to thank some of those great sponsors you got on the side of that uh, car.
3: Yeah, I definitely got a list of them, you know. Um, It's been a lot of them are family and friends and people my dad has met at the bar when they've had a little bit of liquor in them, you know. So um, (laughs) they've come from everywhere, you know. And a lot of these guys have been with me since the very beginning. So, you know, uh, would this be... So, we did in 10, so 13, 14 years now. And I've got some of the same sponsors with with me. So, you know, and and I couldn't do without them. But uh, Foxley Bros and Farms, um, Jodine and Joel, they've done a lot for me in the last few years. They've come on and stepped up their family. Um, They're up in South Dakota, so I can't can't do it without them, you know. Um, RCB Truck Repair, uh, Rick Barton, he's from Shenandoah. Um, when I got back down to the B-Mod deal, he kind of gave me all the B-Mod stuff, you know, gears, all that stuff, you know, so that saved me a lot of money on that end. So um, I couldn't do without him. Reese Auto Parts and Service and Boat, Travis, Becky and Diem. I appreciate everything they do. Um, they help me out with some supplies and everything. So um, thank you again for that. Um, more properties, uh, Edge Chassis by Josh Most, uh, Finish Line Race Products. My um, work for let me have time off and, and go do what I need to do to have fun doing this, uh, Tri-V Tool Manufacturing. Uh, DC Riley, CPA, Susie Chambers. Uh, most of you guys know this guy, uh, Wealth Partners, uh, Rick Havenridge. He's yeah. he's been with oh, yeah. me um, since I've been doing the deal, you know. So I, I used to sponsor him at Sunset way back in the day, and then he introduced us to the Jorgensen's, like I said, and then just kind of you know tumbled after that. Wait a
1: minute, you sponsored him?
3: Yep. Yeah. So uh, you know, quick story between this. Um, I don't know what year it was. It was late, maybe what sunset was 2004 was the last year 2000 2000 so it must have been 98 or 99 i'd say when he was doing his pro-am deal and uh he won and uh so we're on top of the car have his trophy in hand i got a you know my one up and he's got his one up and uh it was at one of the corn husker races um so i think it was probably 14 or 15 somewhere in there and uh, i swept the weekend won everything and uh it's kind of a cool sentimental moment, but he was there in victory lane and he stood up on the car and it was like, you know, 15 years later and and we stood up and hold number one and had the trophy in hand, you know? So he's been around for a long time. He's got a lot, you know, to do with my racing and, and, you know, introducing me to people and and just carrying on, you know? Great guy. Yes. Very. Yes. And his wife is amazing too. You know, I mean, I, we got married and everything and they, they came all the way to Red Oak and stayed the night and, you know, hung out and, and I appreciate that, you know, it's, it's, friends like that, that help my, yeah. you know, make my racing fun. You know, those two are genuinely good people. Yes. Yes. I totally hundred percent agree. Um, I got bucks trucking, uh, sharp family, uh shirky family, which Rick and Kay, they help out, you know, do my pit crew and all that stuff. Uh, spinal race engines. And then my, uh, my mom and dad, my dad does a lot of, you know, running around town for me and stuff like that. When I need parts to go to speedway and everything, and uh, I can't forget my wife and my daughter, you know, they're, they're there every weekend. I mean, obviously my daughter don't have a choice right now, but uh, um, I definitely appreciate everything she does because she, like I said, she's a, she lives at 24 seven with me. So it's like, like I told her the other night, she got kind of, kind of, uh, how do you say it in a polite way? She got testy with me. I usually give her from, um, what is it? November to February that's her time yeah. and then after that it's whatever i want to do after that so um like i said uh she does a lot for me so yeah. i can't i can't thank her enough
1: your your daughter do you do you think the clock's ticking on your racing career with she's going to take over the uh family operation <coughs>
3: go kart uh, <laughs> i know uh <laughs> we've talked about that um to be a 100% honest with you rick havenridge says it well you know, they've got places for drug addicts that have bad problems, you know, but they don't have nowhere for people that got racing problems. So, um,
2: well, I, you can get lucky because <laughs> neither one of Rick's daughters got the bug. I know. And that,
3: I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't know if I, if I want her to have the bug or if yeah. I just, you know, I know what I've had to uh, sacrifice to do this deal. And, and don't get me wrong, there's not a lot of times that I traded anything for the world, but... There's also – I know there's a lot of other things out there too, but I don't know. We'll see how she does. She, she seems to be okay at the races now, so um, we'll just keep rolling with it. And I think I'll just take uh, kind of like Dale Earnhardt Jr. said, you know, if they want to do it, they're going to want to do it. If yeah. they're not, they're not, you know, so.
0: <laughs> Cody, it has been an absolute honor and privilege to announce your races at the Crawford County Speedway Sport Mod and Modified. And uh, even though I won't be back there, I will definitely be keeping track of you and how you're doing at both Crawford and Shelby County Speedway and wherever else you race because, man – you are definitely a talent, and it's been fun to watch you wheel that car.
3: Yeah, I, I appreciate you guys doing this whole deal. I was talking to my wife about this. Like, this is super cool. Thank you. I mean, I was like I said, I was listening to it all day today just to get kind of caught up and see what it was all about, you know. And, and I appreciate as a racer as you guys doing this because yeah. I think this is just great for what the f- just for sponsors and and just getting to know people, you know, like I listened to the guy from Beatrice, the modified winner, you know I mean? He was only in the car for four years, five years, and he won a track championship in in a, in a modified. So how, I mean, that's super hard, you know, as it is, but, uh, I think what you guys are doing is great, by all means. And uh, it's definitely fun to be on here. And if you ever want to do it again, you just got to let me know. I like telling, yep. st- talking stories about racing, man. So <laughs> I'm all we about like it. We like hearing them. Yep. So I thank you guys. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate the kind words. And uh, keep those listens going for us, please. Yes, I will. We need the numbers.
3: Yep, no problem.
1: Cody Olsen, your 2023 uh, Crawford County Speedway Sport Mod Track Champion. Dirk and I are going to be right back in turn number two. We're going to get you set for the great American race and everything going on at Quaker State and leave this coming weekend hang tight we'll be right back
3: hey look at that you're sitting on your couch playing halo madden or nascar while your friends are at joe's karting each lap is an adrenaline-filled heart-pumping white knuckle experience that you can only get at the metro's largest indoor karting track eco-friendly honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds can you reach the 14-second lap bracket there's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Carding, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs, next to Quaker Steak and Loot.
4: Great times, great food. Get to Quaker Steak and Loot.
1: Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just $0.99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All-You-Can-Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just twelve dollars. You can pick between fifteen fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, fifteen breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get
0: too quick to steak and lube. We're hooked up in Turn Two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch.
1: Welcome back to the front stretch Rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Plus, The home of the Daytona 500 party coming up this Sunday. Once again, it's going to be at Quaker Steak and Lube starting at about noon. Feel free to get there a little bit early if you'd like, but make sure you show up before the green flag waves. Preferably a little bit before the green flag waves. So we've got some time to get you involved in all of the uh, pools that you can win money through the Pick the Winner contest where you can win 100 bucks cash from Quaker Steak and Lube, and of course, so you can get a great seat in the house, get set for the Great American Race. Once again, the Daytona 500 viewing party kicks off at about noon this coming Sunday. It's also a great opportunity to ask any questions and to get all set for the Pick'em's contest, which is presented by Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners. Well, Dirk, we're going to do things just a little bit different. Typically, this show, we would talk about Daytona, our thoughts on the race, our thoughts on uh, perhaps the season, but I had a friend that uh, comes out to the uh, library pub every Sunday and, uh, and and chats with us for a little bit and said that uh, he had gotten kind of wrangled back into doing a fantasy league after years of kind of getting away from NASCAR a little bit, just lost interest. But a buddy of his asked him to join a fantasy league and he was asking me a bunch of questions about who he should take and, and going through the rules. And he said, Do you mind if I email you some information? So um, I said, Absolutely, when are the when when do you need this done by and he's like I need to submit everything by Wednesday night. And true to form, I put it off as long as possible. Then this afternoon, as we record Wednesday night, I thought, why don't we get Bobby on the show? We'll go through every race, talk about last year's winners and potential winners for this season's race, and maybe we can help Bobby make all of his picks. So uh, without further ado, a friend of mine from the Library Pub, Bobby, welcome to the Front Stretch and welcome to
4: podcasting. Thank you guys so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm excited to learn a little bit. Uh, I, I used to follow NASCAR back in the day, uh, and I've kind of got away from it and I admittedly, I don't know much about any of these drivers. So not only am I begging you for your help, but I'm also going to be listening, listening intently to hopefully learn a few things today.
1: And I'm going to be recording this the whole time. So we can, I'll just send it over to you and you can just fill it in and, and get your uh, picks in for the year. So, Perfect. uh, there's a little bit of difference between the way we do our fantasy league and the way they, they do theirs. So let's kind of recap this league that you're in. Uh, you have to make all of your picks prior to the season starting, which actually started Wednesday night. So we published uh, on Thursday. So uh, we got to send just in the nick of time, hopefully. Uh, you're only able to pick your drivers twice throughout the entire season. We allow our contestants to pick three times. So that, that adds a little bit of uh, difficulty right there, Dirk.
2: Well, yes and no. Um, I mean, I went through most of our season last year only picking them. I only picked, I think, two guys twice, maybe three in the first 26 races. So, you know, I look at it a little bit different. You know, I like to have a bunch of guys left over for the playoffs. So, yeah, I've got plenty of uh, flexibility. And last year that uh, system was quite
1: successful. And by the way, it's worth noting for those of you that are just joining us or for Bobby, uh, Dirk was the unofficial winner of our Pick'em's contest. But since he's the host and he's a part of it, he's not allowed to win. So Donna Bice did end up officially claiming the championship, though. Uh, Dirk has won it as a fan in the past, and uh, now he is a two-time champion of the Pick'em's contest. So uh, he's got some clout. That too, huh? I th- thought there was... S- you might be right. I, I honestly can't remember four months ago when we talked about it. I don't uh, all
2: think right. we've had a double since I've been on the show and this is year nine.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, so again, I can only pick a driver twice in the season. The, if you happen to pick a driver for a third time, the way it works is wherever the driver finishes, If I'm reading this correctly, sounds like they're then going to bump you down to 20. So like if you happen to your third pick of a driver, you pick Kyle Larson by mistake for the third time and he finishes 23rd in the race, then it will drop down to whoever is 24th and you don't have him picked for a second time or then 25th and so on and so forth. So you'll get their points uh, followed down. So if Kyle Larson wins the race, but you've already picked him three times, you may get second, third, fourth, may not be a bad points day for you. Uh, you just won't get to take the the uh, the points that Kyle Larson got.
2: Do they do they only do that for the third pick or do they do it for the fourth and fifth pick?
1: It only says the third, but I would imagine that if you happen to actually pick a driver uh, four times and uh, that it would be be, be the same policy.
2: Well, great. I, I only need about three drivers to do this league. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it, it, it's kind of auto pick, huh? Uh, in the event of a driver injury, you're going to get the driver uh, points for the uh, replacement driver. So if uh, like uh, Ch- Chase Elliott was hurt early last year, Josh, uh, Josh uh, Barry filled in quite a bit for him. So you would get his points instead of just not getting any points because uh, Kyle Larson or, or or Chase Elliott or somebody got hurt or wasn't able to race for any reason. You'll get the replacement points. So that was one of the things that I was talking to you Sunday at the pub, not understanding the rules. I was like, I'm not sure I like that. Uh, that's a good substitute right there. Good deal. Point standings. If you pick the winner, uh, by the way, this is based off golf score. So, lowest points is the object. If you pick the winning driver, you get a point. Second gets two points. Third gets three points. So on and so forth. On down to the final, uh, final driver. If there's uh 40 of them, then the final person. If you pick the uh tail end Charlie, you get uh 40 points on the day. Now, um, there are point deductions available. If you select a driver that qualifies on the pole, it's negative two points. If you select a driver that qualifies outside pole, it's negative one point. If you select a driver that wins any of the stages. Now in this, they say stage one or two. Uh, we know that there is one race throughout the year that Dirk just absolutely loves that actually awards three stage points. And then the finish, uh, that's the uh, Coca-Cola 600, so we'll make sure to cover that a little bit closer when we're getting there, because that could be a really good points day for somebody. Uh, so you'll get one point deduction for winning the stages. doesn't look like you get any points deductions for finishing second through 10th in the stage. Uh, if you select a driver that wins the race, it's a, a five-point deduction from your total. Uh you uh, and it's only awarded to the driver that actually wins the race not necessarily if you happen to pick the highest finishing driver it has to be the driver that wins the race uh, if you select a driver that leads the most laps negative one point point. and if you select a driver that leads a lap during the race it's a negative one point so I think I did some early math Dirk uh you're really good at following this stuff and uh doing math in your head but I believe Martin Truex Jr last year or a couple of years ago swept the Coca-Cola 600, three stage finishes, three stage wins and the win of the night, uh win at the end of the night. Obviously led the most laps and um led a lap so he would have gotten your ending points would have been negative 9, correct?
2: Um well, it depends on if he started on the pole or
1: not. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the pole. So if you he did why? start yeah.
2: Why somebody would make a, such a complicated point system? Just go off of what the driver wins during the race and be done with it. Yeah. So much. Simpler.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and this is where I was talking to Bobby. I like ours because it's really really simple. Pick a driver and you get their finishing positions. The only really caveat is if uh, they happen to get disqualified, you get their penalty as well as uh, their points penalty. Uh, so that could set you back quite a bit. Okay, we're halfway into this and we've only explained the rules. all right bobby we're starting off sunday at the daytona 500 last year's winner is ricky stenhouse jr uh dirk and i have a strategy that uh i'm i favor this strategy of i don't like to pick any of the big drivers like martin trucks jr kyle larson denny hamlin i want to save those guys for later in the year when i think the chances of them winning a race is much higher so i tend to pick a mid-pack guy like uh Michael McDowell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. would be great. Uh, Dirk, would you want to take him for the 500 or would you want to maybe hold on to him for uh, Watkins Glen, Sonoma, or Chicago? Who, Stenhouse?
2: Yeah. Stenhouse ain't a road racer. You ain't going to take him on any of those.
1: I thought he wanted to – oh, I always confuse him with – I think I'm confusing him with A.J. Allmendinger.
2: Yeah, Allmendinger's a road racer.
1: Yeah. So would you be comfortable taking Stenhouse again this year?
2: Oh, yeah. If you're going to pick Stenhouse, there's very few tracks. He's got a good record at Dover and Super Speedways. Yep. He got his first win at Talladega the week before we interviewed him about four or five years ago in Kansas City. Um, And we couldn't talk about Danica. Maybe Danica was his lucky (laughs) charm. And, uh, yeah, his only wins have been on the Super Speedways. So, you know, you can take him. He got two shots at Daytona and two shots at Talladega. Pretty much. Only place you're going to use him
1: right after Daytona. They're going to head South to uh, the ATL. That's what all the cool kids call it. Uh, This race was race number five last year. So we're going to head to Atlanta motor speedway. Joey Logano started on the pole and got the win. So that would be a big points for him. Uh, I believe uh, Joey, I believe that was only Joey's only win of the year.
2: Yeah, it might've been. I just remember the race, the way he got the win, they, the last 50 laps was all messed up, a bunch of restarts, and everybody got on different tire strategy. And, excuse me, he kind of backdoored into that win. And, and just for you, Dan, since I know you're a little challenged directionally, Atlanta is north of Daytona.
1: Oh, geez. I was thinking yeah. south of us. <laughs> I don't, or I was like, I was thinking Charlotte for some, whatever. But yes, well, they'll head north to Atlanta. Uh, and are you comfortable with Joey Logano again, or would you want to save him anywhere else?
2: It's a mile and a half track, and that's kind of Joey's forte, so to speak. Um, you know, you're not, for the most part, you're not going to want to take Logano on a road course. is is basically about it. Anywhere else, he's fairly safe bet.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I would uh, like to see him also maybe at Kansas or Michigan. I mean, Michigan's a little bit bigger and a little bit faster, but maybe even a Texas too, but. Since he no, repeated exactly a
2: mile and a half, Kansas is mile and a half. But I said, he's a mile and a half driver. Okay. That's what he is. So, so I would, he I
1: think, I think we stick with Joey on that one. Also, William Byron got one of his first many wins last year in Las Vegas on a uh, race number three uh, at Las Vegas motor speedway. I think William Byron's going to be another one of these threats again this year. It's going to be pretty safe to take him at a lot of racetracks.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. He's a mile and a half kind of guy. And uh, he has a little bit of luck at Martinsville, you know, going a little bit shorter, but uh, he hasn't had a whole ton of success on the big tracks yet. Uh, Talladega and Daytona. So,
1: yeah. Uh, and I think he's going to be a threat to win the championship. So I I think I'd like to take him either this race or the next race, race number four, which is going to be Phoenix. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, I, I think I'd like to save him for later in the year during the, uh, the playoffs. Yeah.
2: Um, like I said, you could take him now. You could take him at Phoenix. You could go ahead and take him for Vegas. You got um, Ryan Blaney. He just proved he's the King of Phoenix. So you got him to look at there.
1: Yep. Uh, so let's go ahead and we're going to jump. So we'll take uh, William Byron for Las Vegas. Um and I, I like the idea of uh, of taking uh, uh, Ryan Blaney at at least this Phoenix, if not maybe waiting until the end of the year. But we'll, we'll go ahead and get one Ryan Blaney pick out of the out of the way, and maybe we can make that change later. Uh, Bristol, we talked about this race number five. Kyle Larson won it on dirt. Uh, does that make a big change? Do you think Kyle Larson kind of gets taken out of that box of being a a, a major uh, a, a favorite pick for the twenty twenty four race since it's no Kyle longer Larson. on dirt?
2: He can win anywhere, you know. They've got uh, – There's a was another Bristol race. Who won the, the second Bristol race last year in August or wherever it was? Uh, Denny Hamlin. So, yeah, I mean, all those guys with a lot of experience can win there. Um, Chase Elliott's done good there before. Brad Keselowski's got several wins at Bristol. Um, I think uh, Busher won Bristol the year before, I think. On the, on the concrete, not the dirt race, but the other one. Um, there's a lot of guys. Bristol's pretty much wide open. If you want to try and scroll down to a little bit lower of a driver, um, they tend to have luck at this track because it's um, it's something that they grew up racing on. Mm-hmm. You know, this might be a place where you might want to go ahead and take a shot with Barry.
1: Oh, Josh Barry? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Josh Berry is. By, by the way, Bobby. Josh Berry is taken over at uh, Stuart Haas Racing in the number four car, with uh, Kevin okay. Harvick retiring.
4: Oh, okay. He's got. He's got a good race team then.
1: Yeah. Well, they've. They, they, yeah, they've struggled the last couple of years. Um, and uh, Tony Stewart kind of came out earlier th- a couple of weeks ago and said that they've got to make some big changes. Uh, they got to take a real swing at it because they they can't have keep having these seasons. But.
2: That might be a good place to throw Barry in, because I I definitely think he's going to be a top. I think he'll make the playoffs if if he doesn't win. I think he'll point in. He'll yeah. Do that tonight.
1: uh first road course of the year, Circuit of the Americas. Tyler Reddick picked up the win in twenty twenty three. He's owned the place. Yeah. Him, who 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 be beaten bang
2: with the last couple of years? Tyler Reddick, Ross Chastain, and AJ Allmendinger.
1: Yeah, Ross Chastain won it in 2022. Right. But
2: they were he was right up there again last year. Yeah. Because remember at the end, David Suarez came up and uh, was giving a uh, banged off his teammate. And then he went up and ran into somebody else right before they got on pit road at the end of the race.
1: Yep. Uh, and, and Tyler Reddick kind of came on strong in the middle of last year, but just wasn't able to knock off a lot of wins. Uh, do you see him flipping a, a, a win off? mid-season somewhere that we need to save him or are you good with going with him again
2: well i'd go with him again um i don't think he's in the program kind of like kyle bush showed last year kyle bush got a ton of experience and won some races but didn't go that far in the playoffs yeah so um you know those are a couple drivers i think you can use up during the 26 and uh you know, maybe later you might want to go ahead and, and save him for the road course in uh, in the playoffs or something. But between Homestead and Circuit of the Americas, he had a real good run at Homestead last year.
1: Yep. Uh, Richmond is race number seven on the schedule. Kyle Larson got the win last year. Um, I, I think I'm pretty comfortable with Kyle Larson. What do you think? Well, yeah. Like I said, you got – you got 15
2: guys on a mile and a half that can win,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, Martin Truex, you know, he can definitely dominate at Charlotte. If he hits, if he hits it, you know, it's, it's just that deal. You know, he he dominated the 600. He can definitely dominate a shorter race.
1: Um, Martinsville race. Number eight, Kyle Larson got the win again in this race in 2023. Uh, One of his many races uh, in 2023 that he uh, picked up the win at. (sighs) martinsville i mean you're saying it's it's a short track race so it's a real equalizer i'm kind of leaning denny hamlin early in the year
2: well yeah denny hamlin at, at one of the two because he won the second one so yeah hamlin's a good choice to, to go with there and again keselowski's had success there kyle bush has had success there Joey logano's had success there you know there's a lot of people you can pick there
1: yep uh race number nine texas motor speedway i didn't see they had a spring race in 2023 uh, i wanted to make sure and point that out because again i you know, I get stuck into the dirt season so i miss some things but did they, did they only have one texas race last year i'm trying to remember they might have
2: for some reason i would think they had two i'm gonna hit the old google here real quick
1: the only uh, quick searches I've had on the result is the uh, Eco Park Automotive Texas Grand Prix at the Circuit of the Americas and the Texas Motor Speedway in the fall in September. Okay. So we kind of got one up in the air here for Texas. Um,
4: Texas is the super speedway, correct?
1: It is a very fast track, but it's not technically a super speedway.
4: You know, uh, it's just a kind of one
1: and a half. And it's kind of one of these cookie cutters that it's very aero dependent. Um, so somebody it it's uh, if you your pole sitter's got a big advantage, as long as they could stay out front, they've they've got a big advantage. But um I think I would like this. I, I would feel comfortable going with like a, a Hendrick driver. We've already picked Byron once. We we haven't picked Chase Elliott yet.
2: The four drivers are good, Keselowski's one at Texas. Chase Elliott, I think it was Texas where Chase Elliott uh, got his hand slapped for uh, picking on poor Denny Hamlin. Um, <laughs> I think that's where that happened at. Uh, again, you got a whole slug. Ross Chastain, uh, I think he won a, a race at Texas a year before. Um, so Truex is one there. Kyle Busch is one there. You know, again, you got a whole slug of people you could put in. Yeah.
1: Uh would you be more comfortable going with maybe Alex Bowman? Yeah, who's you know I don't he's think gonna be competitive in the mile and a half. Bowman didn't get a win last year, but uh he was also out for a considerable amount of time with a concussion, right? Uh I don't remember if he had a concussion or I think he
2: hurt his back on a sprint car flip or something.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on a on a uh high limits race, I think. Yeah. I think he was racing a high limits race. I think I'm going to go Alex Bowman with this one. I really like the idea of a Hendrick Motorsports uh, team uh, driver winning at Texas because it's it's just kind of right up their alley, and uh, I think Bowman's primed. Talladega again, Super Speedway. Kyle Busch got the win last year. We talked about our strategy for Daytona. I think I would go with somebody mid pack, maybe like a, a Michael McDowell. Um, Michael actually, McDowell, Chris Buscher.
2: Hmm. chris busher likes
1: the big track um busher got, got three wins last year richmond michigan and daytona um i think i would uh i would bobby i'd what do you think dirk am i am i straining him the wrong way with going with michael mcdowell well no
2: michael McDowell's won there and then michael mcdowell won indy last year
1: yeah he did win indy last year you know
2: which is about as close to the super speedways as you're going to get, but not be a super speedway. So yeah, I mean, I've got no problem with that. I, you know, before I had no problem taking Brendan Don
1: at Yeah. You what know, do you? He, who are you thinking then? Who who are we going with for this?
2: Um, pick anybody you want to put bubbles in there. Put bubbles in.
1: Dick <laughs> <laughs> trickle. It is. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Don't you mean cold trickle?
1: Cole trickle dick trickle the trickles dick
2: trickle. yeah Nick trickles like a doctor's appointment <laughs> Yeah.
1: well never mind we, we're a podcast but we're not gonna get dirty yeah. <laughs> it's not the pub right now um yeah. who am i looking through here i'm seeing you know where are
2: you gonna put bubbles if you don't use them in a race like this
1: yeah all right we'll go bubble wallace and he's got,
2: what, two second places in the last two years, I think, at Super Speedways? Yeah. You know, it's uh, about being Stenhouse at Daytona last year, so.
1: Our first trip to Dover in 2024, uh, it was a race that, for the prior year, got re- delayed to Monday. Martin Truex Jr. ended up getting the win. We haven't picked Truex Jr. yet, and uh, he is usually pretty good at, at, at tracks uh, like Dover, Martinsville, Um Bristol, the short, short speedways.
2: You know Dover is one of the tracks he kind of considers his home track. That's where he got his first cup win driving for DEI, and God, I don't remember two thousand five, give or take. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, you know
1: he's going to be good there. Kansas spring race, Denny Hamlin got the win after uh, I believe this was when he moved uh Kyle Larson out of the way. Correct. Him and Larson had a really good battle going down to the end. So. You could go with either one of them. Uh, we've already picked Denny once, so I would say we probably need to go with somebody different at Kansas. My next one would say Martin Trucks Jr. because he had such a good run there uh, for several years, but we don't want to take him two races in a row and, and run out of our Truex Jr. picks. Uh, would, what do you think about Kyle Busch? He, he hated Kansas and then flipped the light switch all of a sudden. Uh, dominant at Kansas for several races and ever since leaving Joe Gibbs racing, uh, which he left last year. He was uh with Richard Childress last year. Uh they they just he had he wasn't there last year to really compete. I think he seemed like he went back to his old ways of struggling at Kansas. Yeah, well, I mean personally I picked Carl Edwards, but you know, that's just me. Yeah, and I hate to break it to you, but Carl still hasn't come back. <laughs>
2: He does about one, one night every month. He comes back.
1: <laughs> uh, Austin Sindrick. What do you think about uh, taking the team Penske driver?
2: Yeah. See, I still think he's uh he's going to be a choice at a road course or at a super speedway. That's okay. where you're going to use him. Um, but yeah, again, you know, Tyler Reddick was right up there in the front last year. Uh, Larson ended up fifth, I think at the second race when, And I think he ended up second even after Hamlin stuck him in the wall the first race.
1: Yes, I was thinking it was third, but you're probably more right.
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, he might have dropped to third, but he stayed up front. You know, he didn't drop to the back or anything like this. Um, Yeah. Uh,
1: What what about Chase Elliott then? Yeah, Elliott's run good there. Okay.
2: Chase Elliott it is. Uh, then uh, remember who won the poll there last fall though was Christopher Bell.
1: Oh yeah. And he won, he the won at Homestead last at the end of the season. Yeah.
2: But he won right after Kansas Speedway in the fall. I think he didn't win Kansas, but
1: I think he won the next week. Look down there. Uh, to about well, to you're, you might be thinking William Byron. Well, that could be, but I think Christopher Bell only got one win last year. I can't see on your thing. Oh no, Bristol! Race. He won early race Bristol last year at the dirt. Wait, yeah, the dirt race. I got that backwards. Uh, it was it wasn't Kyle Larson that won that race. It was Christopher Bell. Larson was the pole sitter.
4: Yeah, hey, imagine
1: Dan made a mistake. I <laughs> you know typing this up quick. God forbid I prepare too much. Scroll down
2: on your deal. Who 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 won after Kansas in the fall?
1: Darlington. Oh, who? in the fall, uh, Talladega. It was Ryan Blaney. Well, okay. no, hold on, because, all right, Kansas Fall, Bristol uh, was the next race, Bristol Night Race. Denny Hamlin won. But
2: well, you got that list. Oh, okay, this is the new schedule.
1: Okay. Yeah, this is. That's throwing me off. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's not last year's schedule. That's this year's
1: schedule. Okay. Correct. All right, so we're taking Chase Elliott at Kansas. What about Darlington? William Byron probably got the win, but we've already noticed that I'm making mistakes.
4: <laughs> we'll, we'll assume William
1: you know what well, both of you go screw yourselves that's a laugh yeah. of fucking dan <laughs> both of
2: you had the exact same laugh <laughs> darlington darlington you're going to take eric jones that is one of his best tracks
1: okay uh i don't think he got a win last year if i'm seeing that right
2: um he was right up there at darlington he won darlington the year before
1: okay uh charlotte race this was the uh, Coca-Cola 600. Yeah, this is the Coca-Cola 600. Got delayed to Monday. Ryan Blaney got his first win of the year in 2023. There.
2: Well, again, you got 15 guys that you can pick from.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you've mm-hmm. used a few. Of them. Do you want to waste your second pick on somebody there? Do you want to put your second pick on Martin Truex there? Um, he's going to be good there. Um, your Gibbs cars are going to be good there. You know, it might be a spot for Ty Gibbs.
4: Might be a spot for Bell. No, might be he's a spot for Bell. Yeah.
1: I like Ty Gibbs there. They're going to put a lot of focus on him this year. What do you think, Dirk? You like Ty Gibbs? Well, like I said, the
2: Gibbs cars are good there. So, you know, we haven't used Gibbs. You haven't used Bell yet.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So you can take either one. I mean, this is one. If Bob wants to go with
1: with Bell.
4: Yep. No, Gibbs is good.
1: All right, Worldwide Technology Raceway Park. Uh, Kyle Busch got the win last year. Um,
2: Might be a spot to bring him back. He had some experience there because they've only run Cup there a couple times, but he'd run several Xfinity races and several truck races there.
1: All right, let's go Kyle Busch. More more experiences.
2: And even Ross Chastain had a decent run there too. So we haven't used Ross yet either.
1: All of a sudden, okay, what do you want to do, Kyle or, or Ross? You can go with Kyle. We haven't used him yet. So. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm seeing uh Sonoma pop up. Martin Trucks Jr. got the win last year. Chase Elliott has been road course king. Um, and we've already picked him once at Kansas. Do we need to move him off of that Kansas race and save him for another road course?
2: Well, take him off of Kansas and put Christopher Bell in at Kansas. Like I said, Christopher Bell had the pole in the fall race at Kansas. Okay. So I got his photograph and talked to him for a minute.
1: All right, uh, Sonoma, do you want uh, Elliot there?
2: Well, yeah, if we're going to use him on a road course, that's, you know, as good a road course as any to use him
1: on. Uh, which track was it that got the repave? Was that Sonoma or Watkins Glen? That I don't know. I think it was Watkins Glen got the repave recently. Uh, now we're on to race number 17, Iowa Speedway. Not only was there not a race there in 2023, there has never been a cup race there, but, um, but there has been several cup drivers that have raced Xfinity series and truck series there. And uh, it's a seven eighths mile um, banked track. So you're going yeah, have a ton of speed. Uh, who are you thinking for Iowa Dirk?
2: Anybody that's had success at Richmond. It's just a little bit bigger Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Ricky Stenhouse won there probably the most famous race because Carl Edward run into him. <laughs> Coming out of four and pushed him across the start finish line when he blew up. Yeah, that was nuts. Uh, uh, Brad Kozlowski won the first
1: Xfinity race there. I so will be able to get around the place. I'm kind of thinking Brad Kay. Yeah. I I think he's got a little bit better of an organization behind him than Ricky does. So that's why I'm kind of leaning Brad Kay. That's a decent pick there. Okay. And- race number 18, New Hampshire. Rain delayed to Monday. Martin Truex Jr. got the win. This is where we got to go off
2: the wall and use somebody that could end up being a wasted pick, but could come away with a win, and that's Ryan Priest. Okay, that's his home track. He's won a ton of modified races up there. I like and that thinking. Last year he ran, he led a bunch of the race, and then I don't remember if he got caught speeding. He had an issue on pit road, okay. and uh, took him out of the front.
1: Moving on to Nashville for race number 19. Ross Chastain got the win. Uh, Dirk, I am not very familiar with Nashville Speedway. So carry me, will you?
2: I uh, believe it's one and a third mile, kind of a trioval looking thing. One of the ni- funnest races that I remember there was when uh, Cole Custer won there a couple of years ago and went three wide on the outside of everybody on a restart late in the race and, and was able to get the win. But... Uh, A lot of comers and goers at this track. This seems to be one of them. The guy that will manage his tires the best is going to win the race, probably. Okay. Um, Kyle Busch has had success there. Um, Kurt Busch had success there. Uh, Say Ross won it last year. Um, And I think Ross was fairly fast there
1: last year. So that was kind of
2: when he he had a good running going
1: he did start on the pole and since we haven't picked him yet i would say that's a pretty safe bet
2: well it's not going to hurt that's for no. sure
1: all right let's go with that because again we're, you know we're not necessarily trying to pick the uh the winning driver that's always the goal but also somebody that's going to finish really well there
4: that's a that's an aspect i didn't even consider you know uh, my mind i'm thinking i got to pick the winners but mm-hmm. if, if they have a strong showing and lead a lot of laps i'm gaining points that way as well
2: yeah. Well, well, leading is it? Do they get a point a lap or just a, a point, one point for leading a
1: lap? Negative Uh, negative one point for leading a lap, yeah. negative one point for leading the most laps. Yeah. Okay. They can gain two points there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chicago, is there any question? You got to go with SVG.
2: Oh, yeah. He's going to be there again.
1: Not only is, is was he uh, great there last year, but it, it's going to be one of the few races that I think he's going to have a real shot at winning. So you you kind of got to throw your, your hat in the ring with uh, Shane Van Ginsbergen.
2: Yeah, and I think you could probably go down right now in a track that I think has a similar skill set mm-hmm. and invite him in at Watkins Glen.
1: Okay. Um, and that's going to be race number two of uh, the playoffs. So... Let's throw you him know, I, in there
2: I haven't seen his whole cup schedule yet but I know he's going to run the max races he can run he hasn't been cleared to run Daytona or anything like that yet
1: so I'll do um, some quick googling and uh, see what I can come up with. Pocono is one that uh boy this is a, a bit of a long race and uh, historically has a trouble with uh with rain
2: historically historically with rain and historically with Denny Hamlin running Kyle Bush or Kyle Larson into the wall.
1: So, I I wait. I thought that was insert track here.
4: And <laughs> if I'm correct, Pocono is a road. Is it a is that a uh, is that a road track? That's it's a, a tri- triangle.
1: It's a triangle track. So there is no fourth turn. It's three oh, wow. three different types of turns.
4: Oh, okay.
2: With a huge front straightaway.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: interesting. This um, is a, this is a track one of the few that you can take a green flag pit stop and you will not go a lap down.
1: Yeah. It's it. And it, it, it's, uh, I'm sorry. I I was doing some searching. So I kind of tuned out for a second there. Did you mention that it is the longest straightaway in uh NASCAR on the NASCAR circuit?
2: Well, no, I didn't say that, but I okay. know it's, I it was pretty yeah. close. But...
1: Out of turn three into turn one. That's the longest straightaway that the, uh, the drivers will do all year long. Hmm. It's a fun track to watch. It's a very dynamic track. Um, we've taken Denny. We already took Denny once.
2: Yeah, again, there's a lot of people to take here. You can take Chris Busher there.
4: Um, we haven't taken him yet.
1: Yeah. What do you think? Uh, cause I was kind of saving Busher for uh for maybe doing a repeat at Richmond, Michigan, or Daytona. But uh might not be. I think Busher won a rain shortened race there, and uh he's won a regular race there before.
2: That's where he got his first win was a rain sorting race at uh,
1: Pocono. Okay, do you, do you think we save him, save Busher for Richmond, Michigan, and Daytona, or use him at uh, Pocono?
2: Well, uh, Richmond's a track that's got a lot of winners. He might have won there a year ago, but that's not a, a specific type track
1: for him to win at. Okay, I, I'm I'm hearing we take him for Pocono.
2: Yeah, I think Pocono, and if you want to bring him back for the other Daytona race, you can do that. Okay. or you could bring him back for the other Talladega race.
1: Okay. Uh Indianapolis is next. Michael McDowell picked up the win last year. Uh as it's I say one. that Was that the Indy road course? No.
2: That was back on the so. oval. Wasn't it back on the oval last year or are they going back to the oval this year?
1: Oh, no. Uh well, 2022 it was the uh was the oval. The road course, sorry. Now I'm getting my uh, races mixed up that oh well, yeah been- it, it, it was the road course last year but they are going to the uh, back to the oval this year oh okay um
2: i'm trying to think of the guys that won there i mean well back when they were running in the oval before guys like paul menard had won there mm-hmm. so again you got kind of a wide open deal <sighs> might be another spot for uh ty gibbs
1: yep have we taken Tyler Reddick yet? Yeah, we took Reddick at Circuit of the yep. Americas. Right. I was gonna say he might be he might be a good pick, but that again, that was back in twenty two when it was the road course. Uh, yeah, let's go. We could I think Ty Gibbs is gonna be able to hold up at, at Indy? Why wouldn't he be? I don't know. It's kind of a
2: just a tiny well, guy. It wouldn't be a stamina issue with him. Yeah, all right, unless, we'll go Joey Logano gets his payback from the Bush class there. I mean <laughs>
1: uh all right, uh Richmond race number twenty-three. Things are gonna start heating up now because we're uh we're starting to have cutoff for the uh, playoffs. So um I'm I'm liking Martin Truex Jr. again. Yeah. Gibbs cars will be good there. Yep.
2: And like I said, Keselowski's won there several times. Um Oh, who else has won there? Um, I think Chris, well, Chris Bell's a Gibbs car, but I think he's got a win there. I know Logano's won there before.
1: Kyle Bush has won there. Um, and we've taken all those drivers at least once. So this would be our yeah. second.
2: Yeah. yeah Ch- second Chastain. Time. What about
1: Ross Chastain? Yeah. Chastain will be good there. But do you think if we take him for our... that, will be our second pick of Chastain?
2: You know, I'd rather wait Maybe for him. Maybe for, you know, coming back through Kansas or Texas or something. Mm -hmm. One of the other halves. I think, is where I'd come with Chastain. Um, uh, Could be another shot for Josh Berry. Josh Berry, I think, had a top five at Richmond. Um, Who who was he subbing for then? He was subbing for somebody, and I think he had a top five at Richmond. Uh,
1: Was that? Because he subbed for two different drivers last year. Right. Well, Elliot, and then didn't he sub for Bowman? Or was it? I'm thinking no. it was two different organizations. It wasn't both Hendrick cars. Right. Anyways, let's uh, keep her moving. We got uh, dinner plans I got to get to. Um, Michigan. This is uh, uh, Ford is in the backyard there. And, uh, well, I guess uh, uh, so is Chevy. But this has been a very big track for Ford. Um, and and it, it, obviously, correct me, Dirk. I, I believe this has been a Ford-dominated track.
2: yes. Yes, pretty much. Um, yeah, your Penske cars or your Stewart cars are are going to be towards the front.
1: Uh, let's see. We haven't done Austin Cindric yet. What do you think about Austin? Uh, yeah, he's as good as any, as, as you know, on the bigger tracks. Okay, Daytona. Chris Busher won this race last year. It's race number twenty-five. Um.
2: Well, back to the the super speedway stuff again. Um, is this going to be on the speedway or is this road course?
1: This is speedway again.
2: Okay. Um, I'd say, I don't know if you want to use busher right there, that, that quick or that early, I was thinking maybe bring him back to Talladega race, but again, here's one where you got the, the people, you know, your Senhouse, house, your Bubba's, uh, you know, all that group of people, this could be a Michael McDowell
1: track. I feel really good about using our second Bubba pick here. That'll work for me. I ain't, I ain't got no problem with that. Okay. Uh, final race of the regular season, Darlington. Kyle Larson ended up getting the win. Uh, so far, we've taken Kyle Larson at Richmond. So we could use him for a second race here. But I think this is also, this is where I don't like this contest is that I, I want to be walking into that race before I make my pick because there's a lot of guys that are going to be vying for that final transfer spot. And I think are going to hang it out there.
2: Well, I'm I'm just going to tell you to go with Eric Jones again.
1: Then I'm going to listen.
2: Use use both his picks and use it there at Darlington. It's his favorite track. He's won there. And it's not like he's won 50 races.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so bring him back and save your Larson pick for somewhere during the chase.
1: First race of the playoffs, Atlanta, race number 27. William Byron got the win last year. We talked about. Uh, Joey Logano getting the win earlier in the year, race number two on the season. Actually, I think it was race number five in 2023. It will be race number two this year. We've yeah, taken Willie B.
2: We're back to we're going to be using you know duplicate drivers here now on these next few races. So, yeah. Um, if you don't use him here, you're going to use him at Kansas or Las Vegas or somewhere. So, um, where are we sitting on Logano?
1: One pick. So we got one more to go.
2: You, know, you can put Logano in there. You could put Larson in there, but I would probably save Larson because I think Larson will go a little deeper into the
1: playoffs. Yeah, I'm kind of saving Larson for. Um, is he really? Isn't he really good at, at Phoenix? Or is that the ra- Is that the no? I I think I, I can't remember the storyline last year going into the final race. I uh, was.
2: Uh... Well, Larson ran around like fourth and fifth all day, and that's where yeah. he ended up. I think.
1: Yeah, uh, Miami, all right.
2: William Byron
1: was second. Let's go. Will he be at Atlanta? Bristol. Denny Hamlin. Uh, no. Um, go with. Uh,
2: you got a Kozlowski yet? Uh, we've picked him once. That's 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 why I'm putting the I, Bristol.
1: I think yeah, him at him at Bristol is probably the best.
4: Uh, okay, you have you have him picked for Iowa. Brad Kozlowski, yep. Is that what you said?
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, so the second okay. pick, you give it Bristol. That's a good spot for him.
1: Yep, and I'll highlight that in red so that you know that's your second pick. Uh, Kansas, we've talked about a lot of different guys. Could be uh, – Tyler Reddick ended up getting the win. Um, I think I'm pretty comfortable with uh, Ross Chastain or Martin Truex Jr.
2: Yeah, Truex runs good there, and so does Ross. So either one of those could go there.
1: Is there a better um, you- place for Ross? Or are you thinking maybe – phoenix he won the race last year Hmm. and he had i mean he he not only won the race he he led i think maybe all uh the majority of the laps yeah he dominated
2: he dominated phoenix
1: i think i'd like to save ross for phoenix number uh the final race
2: okay put him in there in red
1: okay and so uh back to kansas
2: um I uh, you're going to want if you haven't used Tyler Reddick twice, put him in for his second one at Homestead because Christopher Bell should not have won Homestead. Tyler Reddick should have won. that.
1: OK. Making progress. We got Tyler Reddick on his uh, last pick going in at Homestead.
2: Um, Denny Hamlin can be used there at, at, uh, at Kansas.
1: Yeah, that's a yeah, good he, one. He probably should have won last year. Yeah, the second one. He won the first one. Okay. Three more races to go. Four, sorry. Um, Um, Talladega in the playoffs, race number 31.
2: Again, see, this is where you're going to have a lot of guys, you know, trying to move up to the next thing. There'll be three or four guys that have to win or go home type deal, you know, because they'll be far behind the points to advance.
4: Have we used Kyle Larson twice? I don't think we have. We have not. We have him in Richmond
2: but you don't want to use him at Talladega if you want to bring him back. Charlotte, probably
4: Martinsville. Is that a short track?
2: Yeah. Martinsville. He'd be good or Las Vegas. He won Vegas last year. Al Larson did. So that'd probably be a good spot for him. The Charlotte, they're going to run the Roval. So that might be your second spot for chase Elliott.
1: Yep. I like that. All right. We got two more races to pick Martinsville and Talladega. Um, and Blaney won both of those races, Talladega and Martinsville, end of the year last year. Yeah, he dominated
2: Martinsville.
1: So let's use Blaney at Martinsville and Talladega. We go with? Just about anybody you got left that, that you think's a
2: decent run. You know, um, who else you got left to pick a second time?
1: Mm, Martin Turex Jr.
2: Do we have Jr. a
1: second time? What about Joey Logano? Yeah. Uh, we, do, we do have a Logano pick left.
2: Yeah, either one of those could could do good there. Um, I, I'm
1: I'm more comfortable with the Penske car and Logano. Truex is good there, but I I I, I Logano those Penske guys just know how to get to the front late in the race.
2: Okay, go ahead and put him in there.
1: Okay, I think that's um, it. Um, yep. If you haven't
2: used Martin Truex twice, you might want to go back and, and run through a little of that stuff and. Maybe there's another mile and a half to shove him in, you know, or go ahead and put him in at Richmond in place of Josh Berry.
1: Uh, second Richmond race. Yep.
2: Yeah.
4: Okay. So get rid of Josh Berry and put in Martin Trucks Jr. Martin. Yeah.
1: All right. I like that, Bobby. Does this help?
4: Oh, this is great, guys. I've learned a lot.
1: All right. Thank you is, guys so is, much.
4: Is the Mrs. really mad at me yet? No, not yet. Not Good. yet. I, I I'm buying a little time, but. uh, We'll we'll have a fun talk uh, every Sunday. Yeah. So. Yeah. So this will be good. I can't thank you guys enough. Thanks for having me on. This has been a good experience.
1: Listen, Bobby, uh, when you leave the pub on Sunday, uh, make sure you swing by Quaker Steak and Lube and say hi. We're going to be there right about the time you're rolling through. Uh, about okay. eleven o'clock is when we show up. We uh, kick things off at noon. We're doing our, our party. Come out and say hi and grab a beer.
4: You got it, buddy. Or a we'll coke. do
1: a Coke. Diet Coke. Absolutely.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Eric, it was nice talking with you.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks Take for joining us. All right, thanks, Bobby. Have a good night. Yeah. You too. Bye bye. I, I kind of liked that. I mean, it probably got a little bit tedious at times, but I think if you're doing a fantasy league, uh, maybe I'll post the screenshot of, of who we took and uh, kind of give you an idea of where we were feeling for that. So I, I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Something a little bit different, and uh, and uh, yeah, we just we gave her a shot and see what would happen. So. Um, we talked about the Quaker Steak and Lube party going on Sunday if for the Daytona 500. Make sure you guys get out to that. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, uh, hopefully, it's going to be a great time. I did see a little bit of uh, possible weather in the area in Daytona uh, over uh, on Sunday. I think like uh, 70% chance of rain early and then mostly around 50% chance of rain throughout the day. So, we may have to deal with a little bit of a weather delay. Uh, if so, we'll do our best to reschedule the party on Monday and uh, go out there and do it again. But uh, come on out and at least get lunch, have a good time. If the rain gets del- if the race gets delayed, you're just going uh, prize- to win a bunch of prizes. Excuse me, you're going to win a bunch of prizes because we're just going to do trivia to keep everybody entertained. So get out to Quaker Steak and Lube on Sunday for the Pickens uh, for the Daytona Five Hundred party, and then again make sure to get signed up for our Pickens contest. A little bit of a different thing that we do. Uh, we talked about the rules earlier with uh, Bobby's contest uh, ours. Like I said, I, I we built this contest, a contest strictly off the idea that I hate complicated fantasy leagues. Pick the driver you think is going to do best at that race. You get their stage points and well, ending finishing points. If they win, in the, if they finish in the stage, it's even better. Wherever they finish, you get their points. If they happen to get uh, uh, fined for post race inspection, you have to uh, pay that fine too. So if they get a hundred thousand dollar fine, you got. to I'm just kidding. It's points paying. Uh, you got to you got to do their fine too. So if they happen to get hit with a fifty point penalty, and, uh, and then then it drops them down for, for and you all get uh, subject to those points penalties also. Um, you get their
4: points, whatever
1: their points are, you get them plus minus in between. That's the best way to. That's an easier way to explain it. Uh, And you only get to pick a driver three times in the entire season. And you pick them before the drop of the green. Well, I think an hour before the race on Sundays. Uh, And and we run it through a website. Makes it easy. You can see how many times you've picked a driver as you're going throughout. There'll be a little parenthesis with a number next to it. Once you pick them three times, you can't check them anymore. They're they're blacked out. So you're actually redded out and you're not able to select the box next to their name anymore. Um, so I, I think it makes it a great contest and a big thanks to Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners for uh, presenting that.
2: And it's not an hour before the race. They usually close that site right about the time they say start your engines.
1: Okay. And, and, and you've got a little bit longer than that. I've had a lot of people that have messaged me and said, hey, I changed my mind. You got to send me an email. Uh, that way I've got a timestamp and a recording of it. I jump in there, make the change, and, uh, and you're all set to go. But as long as the green flag is not waived, picks aren't locked in officially. Uh, and that does go for races that uh that they get they get delayed to Monday because they never even got the cars out on the speedway. They never completed a lap. The green flag never waved, so the field wasn't uh set and uh and you can make your picks Sunday night, Monday morning, whatever it be. So we, we, we do things just a little bit different and I, I think it's uh it's a pretty dang fun league. And I, I think the proof's in the pudding because we haven't had to make uh any changes over the last couple of years to the way we do things.
2: Yeah, except for cutting down uh multiple entries on us. A- yeah.
1: And we had to, we had to add another layer or two of uh, tiebreakers. <laughs> oh, that was, that was for the the uh, weekly, the five week contest. Oh yeah. I, I carried that over to the regular stuff too, just to be safe. No,
2: six of one half does the other. Yeah. If we end up with a, we have to go through five tiebreakers on a 36 a week contest. We're in <laughs> worse trouble than we thought. Yeah, it's so.
1: yeah, true. Yep. But, um, all right, you got anything else for everybody? I mean, we're getting set for Daytona. It's uh, we're recording on uh, Valentine's Day, Wednesday night. We haven't even seen much of the practice, any of the qualifying, anything like that. So we don't have a lot. Uh, well,
2: but qualify, qualifying tonight at 715 local time. Uh, and unless you know there's a weather issue in Daytona. Uh, you're hearing this Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, whatever. Turn on the twin one twenty-five or the twin one fifties tonight and watch the sixty lap sprints to make the lineup for the field. And, uh, you know, enjoy yourself. Have a good time.
1: Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And we again, we hope to see you guys out here on Sunday for the uh, Pick'em's contest and the Daytona 500 party. Um, I was checking real quick. I think there was a couple of news articles that I did save. Um, One of them that I wanted to make sure and talk about was uh, we saw a uh, repave. Well, I I guess I shouldn't call it a repave. Um, The work they did at... Uh, Beatrice got a little bit of a reshape to it. Uh, Mike Van Gen- Genderen uh, went out with his, uh, his team and kind of redid the surface a little bit at, uh, at um, uh, Beatrice speedway. So maybe seeing a little bit of something different at Beatrice this year.
2: Yeah. I saw that on Facebook. They said they were uh, taken. They said it was about a, a truck length wide. I don't remember what he called shelf. He said the shelf at the
1: top of the track is what they were taking off. So, see what they did. I don't know. Uh, And then the only other article I had was uh, Great Biffle was uh, scheduled to race the Daytona Five Hundred this year, but had a uh, statement that he released on Tuesday said that it's come to my attention that images of a hauler and a car with my name and signature on the side have been released. While I hope to hoped to be running the twenty twenty four Daytona Five Hundred this year, that will not be happening due to un fulfilled contract obligations from 2022 for myself and the team. I've made the hard decision to not participate in any races until the prior contract obligation has been fulfilled. I wish the team the best and hopefully I will have the opportunity to race again and win this coveted race. Uh, that's an interesting statement. I, it doesn't it almost it sounds a little bit like the team didn't fulfill portions of the contract like maybe he didn't get paid. But he also well, says that there's uh, unfulfilled contract paid. obligations for himself and the team. Right. Well, it sounds like there was some, maybe some personal services stuff in there. Like, hey, if
2: you drive for anybody, it's us for the next three years. Something like that. Yeah. So I, I don't think it was the fact that he didn't get paid. But because uh, uh, I, I think at that point, he, he'd have every – uh, every right to go to court and have whatever contract he had null and voided yeah you know so yeah uh, it's got to be something else there's got to be some type of personal services contract or something
1: all right guys that's all i got for us today the day atona 500 this coming sunday february 18th green flag waves at about 1 central time uh, excuse me, 2 uh, 15 Central Time, right about 2.15 Central Time. Coverage is going to be on Fox, MRN, and Sirius XM. Qualify, or start, excuse me, stage breaks at lap 65, 130, and then the race will end at 2. Uh, a lot of different coverage going on this week between Fox Sports 1 and the main uh, channel Fox, Fox and Fox Sports. So just um, you can find those listings anywhere you go. Uh, Dirk, you got anything before Sunday's race? Nope, nope. Enjoy the, one, the twin 150s and uh, see what the field's set like.
2: Enjoy the truck race on Friday night and join the Infinity race on Saturday and get your butt to Quaker Steak and Lube on Sunday.
1: Amen. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, thanks to Bobby for joining us and uh, uh, giving us something a little bit different to do with doing the fantasy picks. Thanks to Cody Olson for sitting down with us at Quaker Staking and Lube a couple of weeks ago and uh, talking about his Crawford County Speedway Track Championship. Thanks to PJ Petterson for taking time out of his night to help us out with that interview. Really appreciate that. And thanks all of you for listening. Guys, we really do want to see you over at Quaker Staking and Lube on Sunday for the Daytona 500 Party. We'll see everybody. Have a good night. This has been the
4: Avenue next to AMC 17.
1: Dealing with a slow computer should not be a part of your daily grind. You may be thinking it's time for a new computer, but it may actually not be. A hard drive upgrade from Taylor Computers and Repair could be just what your computer needs. I know computer lingo can be pretty confusing at times, but let me put it to you this way. You're running your race car at I 80 Speedway when it's geared for Eagle Raceway. It's not that you need a new race car or a new computer at that, it's that you just need to re-gear it. That's where a hard drive upgrade comes into effect. Windows 10 was simply not designed to run on old-style hard drives, so getting a new solid-state drive will drastically speed up your computer. The best part is, all of your files and settings are going to be exactly how you left them when you get your computer back. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641, or find me on Facebook, Tailored Computers and Repair.